Trailblazer, bringing you another study from God's Word, coming out at this time, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. So I wish you'd sit down and write me. My mailing address is the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And this is the old Trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendora. Been here a long time with you now. Some of you way up there in the wee hours of the morning up there in Cincinnati, over there in Little Rock, Arkansas, up in Wheeling, West Virginia, over there in Dallas, Texas. Some of you hear me on the Internet now. You can hear me all over the world on the Internet. If you write me, I'll send you that information. But we're bringing you this series of studies. We want to continue at this time on the RSV Bible, Revised Standard Version Bible, the Errors and the omissions, and the changes that's been made there, and we've called it, or coined the phrase, the Antichrist Bible. Pastor Shelton did that many, many years ago when this thing first came out. But I want to just look at it today. Uh, Oftentimes, Pastor Shelton could say things in a manner that I surely can't say. He could just get to you and bring you the truth. And he he had some quotations about this Bible. I want to just read you a couple of his quotations. From Pastor L. R. Shelton Sr., our late pastor who was here for many, many years. He says, Before me on my desk lies a brand new book. It's beautifully bound in red cloth, gold stamped with fancy letters, a fancy letter jacket. It looks like hundreds of other books I have on my bookshelves. Besides that new book lies an old, well-worn, well-used one. It's bound in plain black cloth. It has many notations in it, many signs of long companionship, many marks of a faithful friendship. The new volume arrived fresh from the publishers. The old one may now find its long rest with many others no longer useful. Books high up on the top of my shelf, which I can hardly reach. The new book is entitled The Holy Bible. In smaller type, it says Revised Standard Version. The old book bears the imprint, The Holy Bible, and the legend translated out of the original tongues and with the former translations diligently compared and revised by His Majesty's special command. On the jacket, there's an explanation of the whys and wherefores of this new Bible. It contains no changes in doctrine or fundamental concept, the jacket says. Inaccuracies and errors of the former versions have been corrected as more ancient manuscripts have become available. Words that have changed in meaning and they are therefore misleading have been replaced with the language of today. To me, he says, there is something sad about this modernization of the Bible. For long years I have been taught that the Bible is not the misunderstandable work of men, but the infallible work of God. Somehow I never had any trouble understanding my old Bible. If there were mysterious, mysterious words in it, Phrases that somehow involve thoughts that seemed a little complicated, well, neither are God's working. His teaching, his actions, always easy to understand. So we just took our Bible for granted as God's last and final message to his children. Now this is just a quotation from Pastor Shelton uh, in his book uh, on the Antichrist Bible, which we're using to glean from. We are told now in in this day that there are many errors in the old Bible. We were told that back when this new Bible came out, they, they, they attempted to justify doing it. We were told to discard this old Bible of ours, uh, an old friend, as we said. In my case, a friend for almost half a century. 
and then to substitute a new friend. Even the Lord's Prayer has been changed. One of the nice things about the old Bible was always the fact that we were so familiar with it. The odd phrases, the notations we made ourselves, and the little printing in the corners there. And I've seen many Bibles, not my own particularly, but others who'd had their Bibles a long time. They had some of the verses underlined, some of them highlighted, and then others had the notation T and P behind the, such a great promise. And folks wonder what that is. That means tried and proven. Many an old saint has gone on to be with the Lord. And when the folks get their old Bible down, get their mother's Bible or their dad's Bible down, and begin to search through it, it gets to be a nostalgic thing, of course. And they go through there and they say, T and P, T and P. I wonder what he meant by that. Well, my friend, it means that he had tried and proven all of God's promises. And that's a great thing, my friend. But now comes this new book. It's well printed. It's, fra it's phrased in everyday language of our time. It has much of the mystery taken out of it. It looks and reads like many other books, fiction, poetry, books of science. Perhaps we who liked our old Bible because it was old-fashioned. Folks call me old-fashioned here. They say, Trailblazer, why do you come on the air saying this is another old-time, old-fashioned Trailblazer broadcast? And I say that because we're old-fashioned here at the old Trailblazer broadcast. The old Trailblazer himself is old-fashioned. I'm just an old-fashioned sinner saved by grace. I love that song. We sing it here lots. Just an old-fashioned meeting in an old-fashioned place where some old-fashioned people had some old-fashioned grace. Oh, my friends. I don't want to be modern to you. I don't need a modern Bible to you. No, we're just like our people. Uh, so many of our folks here, they like their old houses. They like their old furniture. They like their old customs. And that's the way I am about God's Word. I can't quite imagine himself, God himself, being modernized. Can you? I can't quite see Jesus in a modern dress. Take talking to Mary Magdalene from the driver's seat of a modern automobile. Somehow I think that after all, my old Bible is not going back on the top of my bookshelf with all those other unused books. Now, my friend, the pastor copied much of this from a man named Eric Brandeis, B-R-A-N-D-I-S. We want to give him credit for it. Now we want to look uh, once again in our study, get back to it. We're speaking about more information about the members of this committee who translated this new version of the Bible. I wish you'd listen. Most of these folks are probably all passed on now, deceased. But I want to bring you a little bit about them. In opening our discuss discussion, I want to bring you some data about this committee who translated this Antichrist Bible or the RSV Bible. And I've been asked by many, tell us more about those men who translated this version, Pastor. Let me make this statement at the very beginning of our discussion. The Revised Standard Version is a direct result of liberal and modernistic scholarship, so-called. Now, I have here before me a list of names of the members of the committee that prepared the Revised Standard Version Bible. The committee was headed by Mr. Luther A. Weigel, a former head of Yale University Divinity School, who was well known for his modernistic and liberal views. I also noticed the names of five men who were on that committee from Union Theological Seminary. One of them was the rankest modernistic seminaries in America. There are also men on that committee that were 
from Chicago University, Harvard University, and other Christ-defying institutions. Let me call your attention to Mr. Walter Russell Bowie, name on the theological, uh, Union Theological Seminary, who is known for his extreme liberal and radical views. Another name on that committee was Mr. James Moffat, known for his translation of the Bible, who is one of the rankest modernists who ever lived. He is one of the first who translated the word virgin as a young woman. Then there's Edgar Goodspeed, who was also a modernist. In his translation of the Bible, he mutilated Isaiah 118. With your Bibles in hand, will you turn with me to Isaiah 118 from your King James Authorized Version Bible? And let's read. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Now let me give you Mr. Goodspeed's interpretation or translation. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, shall they be white as snow? Question mark. Though they be red like crimson, shall they be as wool? Question mark. Do you see what he did? This individual seemingly hated redemption in Christ. Did that, what, what he did to this version, version, he put a question mark after redemption by blood. This is the same hiss of the serpent that you will find in the third chapter of Genesis when Satan said, speaking to Eve, Yea, hath God said? Let me tell you something, my friend. An insinuation is more dangerous and more damning than an outspoken lie. And that's what these modernistic scholars have done in this new translation. If you will check all through these names, you will find not a man who could be considered a conservative in theology. Oh, my friend, what a, what a, what a tragedy that men will take it upon themselves because of their high learning, because their seat of learning, and, and, and meddle in God's work. Awaken sinners, some of you out there, Tell me that you are not saved. Oh, listen, my friend. How would, I, how would you ever get saved when you undercut the deity of Christ and the blood redemption? Where, where is the hope of a lost sinner? Can I ask you, where is, the, where is the hope for a lost sinner? Well, my friend, there'd be nowhere in the world for you to get saved. There are only two things that a poor sinner has. First, the verbally inspired, in, inerrant, unbroken, infallible word of God. And that's all we have, my friend. That's all the old trailblazer had. God's promises were yea and nay. They were yes or no. And then second, we have blood redemption in Christ. The word tells us that Christ about Christ dying for sinners. My friend, you turn to the Lord. God's word is verbally inspired. Don't be taken up with these misnomers, these translations so-called. Yes, yes, he is. He died as our substitute. And I'm glad that in spite of all the hell and damnation and everything else, that sinners still want to get saved. Aren't you? As I go about preaching here at the mission places, here at the tabernacle, I hold up Christ. My, my whole basis of salvation is the blood of, a deity, of Christ who was deity, my friend, the Son of God, the very Son of God, virgin born, without sin. No, no, no sin, my friend. Oh, listen, we can't drag him down to a mere man. That's what these folks do. Oh, listen, my friend. 
There's a, there's a, there's a group of men blinded by Satan, intellectuals, who hate God, who hate everything that's godly, and they're just tearing out, tearing out everything that you and I stand on, my friend. They're knocking their crutches out from under some poor old soul who's staggering along with the grace by the grace of God, reading and studying God's word, and they come along and take out. They take out the deity of Christ. They say he was born of a young woman. A lot of difference in a young woman and a young virgin, my friend. A lot of difference. The Lord never intended for that to be so. Now, those folks, some of them, if they're not already there, will just make a good backstick in hell who meddle with God's word. Now, my friend, I'm not a theologian. Nobody, everybody that knows me knows this, but I have sense enough to know that these, this is error these folks have put out. And I'm going to blast it to the high heavens as long as the Lord gives me breath. Oh, you may not have it. We have folks who come in the bookstore. I want to get an NIV Bible. My pastor says we don't use nothing but the NIV Bible, the New International Version, which is another lie out of hell, a hotbed of hell. And we don't sell them. I say, we don't sell them. My clerk says, we don't sell. Well, won't y'all sell Bibles? Yes, Sam. And yes, sir. We sell the authorized King James Version of the Bible. And I've told you many times, several times, that I have a little pamphlet put together here showing you the error on all these new revisions, my friend, and if you'd write me, I'll be glad to mail it to you, free and postpaid. It'll be an eye-opener to you. i like for you to go there, take your NIV Bible, if you have one, and go read uh, go read uh, the 23rd chapter of, of Ezekiel, I believe it is. Yes, that's what I'm saying, but if you would, see for yourself. Don't take the old trailblazer's word for it. Read it for yourself. Take your Bible, both of them, and compare it one verse to the other. And look there at Isaiah 118 and see what you see. This is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Penvarvis. I know that we're butting our heads against the wall, folks. I know that. But one here and one there appreciates the old trailblazer. If you would, write me and let me know that you appreciate it. My mailing address is the old trailblazer, post office box, 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Until next time, pray for me, would you? And write me and help me with the broadcast if you would, and I appreciate it. Until then, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you to listen to the live Sunday morning Bible School of the Air and morning worship hour broadcasts from 10 a.m. to noon Central Time. These broadcasts are available on the Radio Missions Internet Radio Station. For more information, visit our website at radiomissions.org or call the church office at 225-664-8658.